Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to the Soup Radio Show. I hope you guys are ready for a 
phenomenal show because we got one lined up for you. Tonight we got a lot to talk about because as usual, it's a whole lot going on. So tonight our main topic is what you're going to do if he, if your partner, your spouse wants to go to church, but you don't. Uh, So the main topic tonight is what are you going to do if your spouse wants to go to church, but you don't. So, of course, we got a good show tonight, and we want to hear your comments and thoughts on each of our segments tonight. So um, you can always give us a call. The call-in number, here we go, is 929-477-2304. Again, that's 929-477-2304, and press the number 1 to let us know you got a question or a comment. Again, that number is 929-477-2304. Press the number 1 to let us know you have a question or a comment. Of course, let me say what's up to my, before we get started, say what's up to my people, uh, to my co-host, to the lady who the ladies who hold it down uh, on this radio show. Uh, first, let me start with the CEO of Elegance by Design Hair and Skin Care, Ms. Q Willis. What's going on, Q? How you doing? I am wonderful this Tuesday evening. I'm doing well. That's what's up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's up. Good to have you. Good to have you. And then, of course, I got my favorite um, Curvy Kitten, CEO of Curvy Kitten Clothing, Miss Kells Johnson. What's up, Kells? Miss Curvy <laughs> Kitten. Hey, got my intro. Oh, I'm yeah. <laughs> trying to get my live together. I was over here pixelating, so trying to get my live and my connection together. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got if you I tell you if you got T Mobile, uh, you if you have T Mobile, then you have a problem right now because I know they have some, some tower issues. So, um, oh Lord. hang in there. Yeah. So hang in there. All right, so we got a lot to talk about tonight. Of course, the topic of tonight's show is um, I want to go to church with my partner and my spouse doesn't, so what are we supposed to do? But before we get into that, let's go ahead and find out what's going on in the news. Uh, so first up, I don't know if you all have heard about this, if you haven't been following the playoffs, but the Cleveland Cavaliers, somebody woke LeBron James up, and he's killing them. But in the last mm-hmm. game, um, there was an incident where Rodney Hood, who is uh, the former, he was a starter after he got traded to the team, but he got put on the bench. But they were killing the Toronto Raptors. And the coach, who is Tyronn, told um, Rodney Hood he wanted him to go in the game. And Rodney Hood was like, no, nah, I'm good. I ain't going there. And so <laughs> it was an incident <laughs> where, uh, where they thought they were going to end them and whatnot. They decided not to. But what y'all think about bro saying, no, nah, man, I'm good. I'm not going in the game. What, what you think? <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, that's disrespectful. How do you, I understand where he's coming from. You know, he's like, you put in the B and the C team when you have a blowout. But I, right. to me, that's just disrespecting your coach. If the coach wants you to go in, go in there and get your stats up. Like you used right. to do in high school. You know, why are you tripping? Going there and get the stats. Right. So yeah, uh, that's disrespectful to me. That's my take on it. Yeah. Well, they say you know he's they say also he's a free, unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, and they talking about like you know well this didn't help because he's already not playing well, but then you know he you mm-hmm. know he got benched. So now that he got benched, and then he don't want to go in the game, so it didn't look 
um, it, it's not good. So this is so, bad. See what you think? I think I agree with Kels. I think it was respectful, and I think he left his his team like on stuck. And even with him being um, up for what did you say, free agency or whatever it is, like he's going to be available, I guess, here at the end of the season. That uh-huh. would be even more reason for me to get on the court. Like if you know other teams, you're going to be out there and available to other teams. Why are you going to be the one in playoff situations or whatever? I think it's, yeah, playoff situations to say, no, I'm good. You good? Okay. Take your mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when you – I've learned yeah. a lot about teams and how basketball works with Adrian being in AAU. And, yeah, this would not – nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> if you're uh-uh. making that amount of even on the bench, I'll sit the bench. And if you tell me to get in with seven minutes, seven minutes is all right. Get the hell on the court. Like, Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, what, 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 like, you, you play. Like, you don't tell the coach, no, nah, I'm not going in. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, coach. Put I'm somebody good. else in. Like, what? Oh. Really? Put somebody else in. <laughs> if you really, did you tell me to put somebody else? Okay, watch. Watch what happens next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're going to stay on that. Right. We'll see. The next time you see the court, it's going to be in warm-up. Uh, you know, and even then, I might be like, you know what, bro, you don't even need to dress. Just, just ride the bench for the rest of the time. You good? But <laughs> yep. they playing. They, they downplaying it like it's no big deal. It's okay. Yeah. It's the miscommunication, but that's a lie. Um, Rodney's gonna get. He gonna that one's gonna come back to haunt him. I can tell you that. So yeah, so we gonna see. Yeah, take the team on All stuff right. like that. Yeah. yeah, you don't do that. You don't do that. All right, next story. Uh, uh, so Black Lives Matter, the story in Black Enterprises, how Black Lives Matter powers the bank black movement. So during the recession of 2008, uh, there were many black banks across America that, that, tur- that closed. So we went from um, in 1994 having 55 black banks to now just 21. Um, and so uh, one of the banks that stayed um, was Unity, Unity National Bank of Texas. Um, it is a black-owned bank, and they have officially um, they opened their first bank, their first branch outside of Texas, um, in the state of, or excuse me, in the city of Atlanta. Um, so, um, which is pretty cool. Um, this is although Houston's housing market during the recession wasn't wasn't as dire as the rest of the country, ensuring that the bank didn't suffer as many losses as out of state competitors. It was the national movement uh, to bank black that pushed the bank into the green. So it talks about how you guys know um, Killer Mike and a couple of other uh, people went on um, went on a national campaign of trying to say, hey, listen, we need to start moving our dollars to black banks. And this bank went from, I believe it's at 84 to $96 million in total deposits um, based on that. So credit to, um, again, to the Black Lives Matter movement for doing that. And for those who don't know, that is actually a huge thing to start moving into other um, into other states. So, thoughts, ladies, what do you think about that? I think it's dope. Uh, well, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm quick because, you know, I, I think this is dope because we have never really talked about black banks let alone black banks expanding, people looking to take their business money to black banks. 
So um, I'm here for that. I'm really here for that. Mm -hmm. This is opening a totally different type of wealth, finance, budgeting, you know, money type of conversation. I like this. Good job. Yeah, I I don't I don't remember hearing much excuse me much um press on the uh, bank black movement, but I know I've been a part of many conversations and teams to try to um, invest in that black bank and to help mm-hmm. increase the number of, of black banks. So seeing that one is in the green and it's going to stay open. Uh, definitely, definitely proud of that, and hopefully this story will get you know get some more push for it and um, mm-hmm. help with the cause. But I mean, it, it's sad to say that only twenty one uh, black owned banks. <clears throat> Very sad. Yeah, so. it is. It is, and I think you know. I, I'm, my hope is that you know as as the economy continues to recover, that we you know that we don't abandon um, abandon mm-hmm. this and that it opens more because one of the reasons that it's very difficult for a lot of people to support black-owned banks is because, again, there are only 21 of them. So, and the majority of the 21 are either in the south, in the, they're in the south, the east, or the northern part of the country. So it's only like I know in Chicago it's now down to one. Um, and so there's not a whole lot. And that one is um, – was almost out of business a couple of years. It was a, um, a couple of years ago, and there was a Nigerian family that bought it that got it out of trouble. But so we we definitely have a lot of work to do, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring that story up is is we still got a lot of work to do. And again, you know, uh, One United is probably the largest one, uh, but even if you're not in a local a place where they can where you have them, there are also like One United has an online account, um, and then even more so, what's important about this is not so much the deposits but it's the lending opportunities. And so a lot of these new places are more sensitive to African-American entrepreneurs. They're more sensitive to um, the issues that we have in our community, so they might be a little uh, more willing to take risks than other the traditional banks who have very strict. Just something to think about, and uh, I want to throw that out there so we, we knew what was going on, too. So. I like it. Ooh, good stuff. Yeah, I'm here for it. As Q would say, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm here for it. In uh, other in other news, so let's we're gonna take turn it down a little bit. Um, in other news, um, 45 today announced that um, the U.S. is drawing withdrawing, excuse me, from the Iran nuclear deal. So for those who don't know, um, in 2015 there was a, a nuclear deal. That was struck between the United States, the United Kingdom, the European Union, Iran, China, and Russia. Um, and basically, what it does is it um, says that they can no longer develop um, nuclear weapons. Um, but in return for that, there would be compensation that would be given to Iran. So today, Trump decided that basically he says that they he knows he knows he know that they are lying about this and so that he would not continue to be a part of it. He did turn around and say that he would begin to have talks about how to put together another negotiation that was not a part of this. Um, but as he says, he will talk, he don't feel, um, he'll talk about a plan B, quote unquote, 
Um, but he withdrew officially from this nuclear deal between these countries today. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It says Saudi Arabia um, supported it. Um, the other countries, it doesn't necessarily say um, <clears throat> say what they thought. Joe Biden disagrees with it. Um, so, yeah, we got some, of course, the Democrats think it's a, it's a bad thing. The Republicans think it's a good thing. Yeah. So, except for Bob Corker. Bob Corker is probably one of the only Republicans who ever, you know, sides with the Democrats. But then again, he's not running again after this, this time. So, Hugh, what do you think? Mm. Q is still watching this. Um, of course, the Democrats say no. The Republicans say yeah. I think this is one of those things. Foreign policy is always really tricky. And right now we've got a lot of irons in the fire and no certainty on anything. Um, I'm reading over Biden's statement, and he was saying towards the bottom here, he was saying that the talk of a better deal is an illusion, that it took years of sanctions, pressure, painstaking diplomacy, and the full support of the international community to achieve the goal that they got to. Um, We have none of that in place today. So that's one point. To the flip of that, I can see Republicans saying, but look what he's doing in Korea, and, you know, he's got them talking, and he's on a roll, and what if he can hash a better deal? That sounds Mm -hmm. good, but... This is done yet. We don't really know yeah. what Korea is. We don't know if this is going to backfire. We don't know if this is a bigger thing. And to leave us yeah. kind of naked with just the hopes of a better deal seems foolish to me. And that's not really yeah. taking a side one way or the other. This just doesn't seem like covering your ass the right way. So yeah. for me, this seems like he's kind of overextending himself and really kind of listening to the cheer squad saying, yes, yes, keep going. Foreign policy is your thing. But he's just got a lot of stuff happening right now. I don't really see anything being completed. And that's what kind of makes me side-eye this. So I'm kind of jury still out on this one. I just think he needs to slow down, to be real, real honest with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm kind of on the same line as Keith. One, one thing I'm not strong in foreign policy, so I'm always nervous right. whenever uh, <laughs> people start talking about things like that. Because I'm like, okay, I need to see a copy of the original agreement. What mm-hmm. you know, what does it really mean? Um, I, you know, the ones that are against it is saying that. It could lead us back on a path to war because you don't know what will really happen if he pulls away from it. So anytime they say something like that, you know, it makes me nervous. So uh, I tend to go with the majority and say, you know, we definitely don't want to go back to war. And not only is it, you know, violent, but it hurts us economically too. So, yeah, yeah, that would be be a big no final answer for me. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a tough one because, you know, on the one hand, I don't what what the, what, it, what we don't know is we don't know exactly um, if we don't know if there really is because his from what I read his big issue is that even though these sanctions are in place, they are still developing nuclear weapons, and <laughs> and so they don't care. And so if that is the case, we don't have any intel to say he's right or wrong, but if that is the case, then it does make sense for him to say, wait a second, this is not working. 
they're still doing this even though they've agreed not to. Um, but if that's not the case, and this is really what some people are saying, is this is more leverage for him to go when he goes to meet with um, uh, uh, China and, and the Koreas to say, listen, we've dismantled this, you know, we, you know, we're also going to dismantle this, these agreements we have with you. Then to me, it's almost like it's a power play that puts us in a position where we have too many, um, too many large um, opponents and not enough people who, if we were, there was war or something like that, like you re- literally have Russia, China, the Korea, you know, North Korea, like you got everybody, mm-hmm. it's like you got all the bullies pissed at you and it's you by yourself. You know what I mean? We got yep. what? We got Israel and Turkey, you know, Saudi Arabia, like we have countries that, you know, they outnumber us. And again, we have the biggest, you know, the biggest military, but again, is that what we really, are we really prepared for that is the question. So I don't, I'm with you guys. I don't really know enough to say this is good or bad. I will say, um, and this probably is not going to be the popular thing to say, I will say again, this at least positions it to make it look like we're trying to not always be the people who give in. And sometimes I think as a country, we're always saying, okay, we'll give you money if you don't do this. And we don't, we don't have no money to be doing that. Nope. So, we so I'm not, I'm, yeah, so I think the jury's still out for me on that one. So, so we'll keep watching that one. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Nick. Other news. Other news. Uh, Washington mm-hmm. State, marijuana company gets get some help from banking services. So for those who don't know, um, there are a couple of industries in banking um, that do not cannot have access to banks. So if you have a marijuana business, if you have, um, like, if you sell anything in, like, certain toys, anything in that industry, you, get, you can't get access to banking. You can't open a checking account, none of that. Um, but in the state of Washington, where it is now legal, um, recreational marijuana since it's been legal since 2014, uh, cannabis companies are finding that credit unions and small community banks are now open are now open to servicing some of their basic needs. Basic needs meaning they can open checking accounts and savings accounts. Um, in particular, uh, Timberland Bank um, in that area and the law at the LAL Credit Union um, are both opening credit and savings accounts, checking savings accounts, excuse me, for marijuana companies. And the reason I bring this, they're still not doing lines of credit, but the reason I bring this up again is, is because of the shift that it's making in our economy. And as we see this is something that's going to happen in more and more states, we'll begin to see more and more um, services like this make themselves available. So I think that's a cool trend that as entrepreneurs, we definitely need to keep our eyes on because it does make it easier. So what are your thoughts on that, ladies? Um, I think if I was a, if I was a bank, I mean, I understand the, the uh, protocol or the practice uh, of not serving certain businesses, but hey, if they got money, come on. So yeah, good yeah. <laughs> for them because <laughs> we know yeah. the marijuana industry is a weekly million dollar industry. Yeah. We know it's a billion dollar industry. So I mean, <clears throat> eventually all banks are going to have to have to uh, have to serve them because you're going to be losing too much money, losing too much money in the table. So right, agreed. Yeah. 
see what I you think this is, yeah. this is great. This is great. It's, and I like that it's actually starting with a small bank, um, a local bank, because banks thrive off of the deposits, off of the consistent flow, you know, of money mm-hmm. coming in and not being able to, to, to bank on that. So we mm-hmm. all know it's proven that that is an industry that's going to bring in money. So if you have become the, the golden bank as opposed, you know, as opposed to those who say, no, we don't want your money here, that's going to bring a whole different light to even the small banks that get overlooked thinking that you go bigger, you get better. With them stepping out and making that move, I think is really, really genius. I'm I'm glad that they were able to take that risk along with this industry. Like, this is a risk-taking industry. So someone was going to have to step out and say, you know what, I'll take them coins. We'll we'll deal with it. You know, so shout out to to you for that. Uh, And, yes, other banks are going to have to get on board. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. So let it be them. Good job. Yeah, and I yeah. mean it'll be quick. Once, truthfully, once once it becomes federally legal, it'll be real easy. And that's that's a lot of it. a lot of it is the difference between when you're dealing with the larger banks that have the federal charges, charter versus the smaller ones that have state charter. There's a difference in what you can and cannot do. So once federally it's legal, it'll happen real quick. So mm-hmm. yeah, so everybody just hang in there. Hang in there. <laughs> Look, for those who are in that industry, I'm not in that industry. I'm just saying, right. those who are in that industry, hang in there. So, all right. Well, that's tonight's news. Uh, tonight's news, um, and we're gonna move to our first song for the night, and then we're going to get into our topic. Um, so, our first song tonight is from one of our favorites, uh, Mr. Brother Romandis Moore, um, and this is "Rest for the Weary." Again, after this, we're gonna get into our main topic, which is my partner wants to go to church, but I don't. What do we do? Uh, we'll get into that right after Rest for the Weary by Amanda Moore on the School Radio Show.
What happens when you are team Sunday? I'm in the pews and I'm waving and I'm I'm, I'm worshiping and that's where I want to be. But Bay is like, no, nah, have fun. See you this afternoon. You know, not mm-hmm. really tripping on you going, just not really interested. Or is he tripping at you going? Or is she tripping at you going? Like, what happens when your faith starts to cause friction? Um, I'm going to, y'all know, I always have a story when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I want to keep this one brief so we can move on. But uh, <laughs> uh, about six, seven years or so ago, it could be longer than that, um, I was in a mode where I wanted to go to church. Um, I, I told y'all before, I did not, I was not raised in the church. That was not, I could probably count twice a year we might have gone for a while and then that stopped too. Um, so, like, church was not something that I was raised with. My husband on the other side was a preacher's kid. So he was at church, like, four days out of seven. That was, like, his life. And he was kind of over that by the time he became an adult. Didn't change his love for God, didn't change, you know, how he believed or anything like that, but he was just not here for the every Sunday, I'm going to get up and I'm going to church. So I got into a mode where I said, okay, if I get up Sundays and I get the babies up enough Sundays and we get to church, he's going to eventually say, you know what, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go with my family to church. Not really. <laughs> That's not really what happened. He would get up. He would help me get everybody ready. He would kiss me on my, you know, give me my little love and let us go to church and we come home back home. It was never a thing. He'd come home. He was happy. Never an attitude. None of that. It was not a thing. He knew that that was something that I wanted to do, so he let me do that. But as long as I was not forcing him, we were good. So, but that totally backfired for me. And eventually, I had to just realize. He ain't going to go. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> when he wants to go, he'll go. <laughs> but when he doesn't, then he's not going to go. This is just something you're not going to force him to be able to do. And eventually I had to realize that that was more of a control thing. I wanted the visual of the family going to church and worshiping together with this nice week. You know, I wanted that. That was important to me. So, if for, And I realized that the times I was going, I was sitting there not even paying attention to what I was supposed to be getting because I'm so irritated that he didn't come to church. So, like, I had to get out of myself and realize, girl, you're tripping. Like, it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> so, And it wasn't for me. But at the end of the day, it was not that big a deal for me because I understood that our faith was still in the same place. He just did not express it the same way that I did. And that was cool. Life went on. So I know that it could be frustrating, but you kind of have to really look at the root of a thing. Um, and, and it can sometimes take a lot of the uh, the frustration out of it. So that's my story on that. It is a tough situation, and it can be hard to come to grips with getting to the root of it. So I can understand the frustration, but I want to offer a little light. There's some light at the end of it. It's okay. <laughs> you know, what, uh, I know you, you and we both were raised, like, in the church. Like, that was your second home. So I knew you guys both have – probably really strong opinions on this. What do you think, Kel? Uh, well, actually, I'm going to read uh, a comment from my live because I think it's awesome from one of my hometown friends. Uh, okay. Brooke, Ms. Damaris Dennis said, <laughs> she said she kept going. She, well, let me read it like her. I kept going. He wasn't going to steal my joy, and I needed uh, to be filled up. He started going over time. After nine years of endless prayer, my honey accepted Jesus. Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl weekend, and our lives have been changed forever. Praise God for His endless love, unendless love. And then she says, "It was a, it was amazing. He and our oldest 
daughter were baptized together. Talk about Aww. tears of Yes, Jesus, yes. So I wanted to make sure we got that out um, because you ran out of time. Thank you, Demir, for sharing that with us. Now, my opinion on the spouse not attending church. Yes, I did grow up in the church. I was at, I was at, oh, I was in church, oh, between three to five times a week consistently, and then sometimes every night. Just depends on what was going on. Uh, both of my mm-hmm. parents are in the ministry and uh, still, they still are. And I don't go to church every Sunday like I should and do the week and all of that. Um, like I did growing up, but I don't know that I would be understanding of being with someone who did not want to go to church, but I would definitely dig deeper to see why they did. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I would uh, just keep going and, and hope they would eventually come along, but I, for me, before we get to the, the spouse be, before we get got married. If that was an issue, I honestly don't think that I would be that calm. But mm-hmm. uh, and that was my initial thoughts. But after reading the uh testimony, you know, <laughs> I think I've already kind of you know changed my mind in saying that, like you said, it's really not that big of I don't say not that big of a deal. But don't don't give up or don't let that be the deal breaker. In a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, I know I'm one of those people that looks for the easy way out. If something is uncomfortable in a relationship, to me, I think relationships are supposed to be easy, and hopefully, I will get delivered from that. But <laughs> 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 I think I would be very, very adamant on wanting, you know, my significant other to come to church with me. He would have mm-hmm. to have, but if he didn't, he would definitely have to be very spiritual. Like it would have to be some kind of I don't know. I'm looking for the word. A, a substitute for actually going into the on the church. You'd have to be, you know, doing something. I'd have to have some type of uh, comfort knowing that you have a relationship with God. Or at least with your God. Yeah, some kind of thing. And so let me, let me, Kelly, let me ask you this question. Um, not mm-hmm. agree or disagree. And do you, do you think that you feel like that because of your upbringing? Or do you feel like that because of your, or because what church means to you? Like, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your why behind it? I, it definitely has to do with my upbringing, but I do feel like the church is a way to be amongst others who believe the same that you do and want to be in the present and to know that someone just doesn't want to be a part of that at all, ever, even if you don't go all the time, but if you don't want to be a part of it at all, I think it just would make me think that you that you don't have a belief or don't have any kind of, you know, spirituality. So, that's why I said I think if they show that they still have some type of spirituality side, whether it's studying the Bible or, you know, watching okay. it online, something that would give me comfort. I just and, – and I have so friends now that don't necessarily go to church or even believe, you know, 
like I do, and it hasn't been a problem with our relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, things may change, but you need to step in the house so for like, me so sometimes. You're, <laughs> so you're saying, like, you want them to have, like, even if they don't go to church, you want somebody that has some type of relationship with the Lord, is what you're saying? Yeah, with the Lord. Okay. Even if, it's not the if they got a relationship with the Lord, then you okay. Yes. Okay. But it has that kind of is that what kind of made you okay when you said you were more so mm-hmm. under the, con- the control? It was like okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, because that's what I was, was finish, but that's exactly what I was going to say. That is what made it not that big a deal to me because I knew at the foundation we still believed the same thing, felt the same thing, and it was just the building, the actual going to that building in that moment. You know, that was just because he was kind of awkward at that time. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, that's yeah. what allowed it to be like, oh, okay, I'll let you have that. I have a quick comment um, from <clears throat> from my law, but this is a real thing. Way uh, commented mm-hmm. and said that this pretty young thing broke up with him because he didn't want to go to church every Sunday. So this is a, yeah. you know, right. this is a real thing. And I asked, I had a follow-up question, not sure if he's caught it yet, but I wanted to know, was it just because he didn't want to go every Sunday or was it he was just full on? You know, going at all was there no compromise in him going? You know, she wanted a buddy, or did she just want to know mm-hmm. that he believed? You know, that he believed in to participate. When? What do you think? How would that work for you? I know you. You know, I I know the answer to this, but tell the people right. what how you feel about how you feel about uh, your lady friend not wanting to go. To school. Yeah, that's and and again, you know, you all know every point anybody you know you know. I mean, it's a different situation for me because that's in my. Not only is it my, is it my desire? That's my desire, but that's my vocation. So yep. for me, it's part. It, that makes a that makes a huge difference. Now I don't expect here, here is, but here's the thing. So um, my expectation is not that whomever I'm with wants to be in church all day every day because I don't want to be in church all day every day. Um, my expectation is that is that whomever I'm with, first of all, um, love and adore me. Uh, and then secondly, you know, in that regard, of course, first, I want them to have a solid relationship with God for themselves. But then they have to love and adore me. Whether or not you want to go to church every time I got to go, that doesn't necessarily bother me if you like, you know what, this Sunday I don't want to go. I'm, I ain't <laughs> have fun. So, yeah. Sometimes I don't want to go. It's just, you know, so it's not a – I don't feel <laughs> – I don't. It's just the truth. I don't want to go some Sundays, and so and some Sundays I don't go. It's just it's just, it's just the reality of it. Um, and so I don't have that expectation, but I do have an expectation that because it's my vocation, number one, and number two, um, I don't. I feel um, even now not being married because it's a part of my vocation. It's very difficult for me to be in spaces where as a single man or as a man where I'm by myself, but I'm surrounded by a bunch of women. And so it makes me feel, it makes me feel protected and covered to know that my partner is there to help me. And I'm trying, I'm saying this in the nicest way possible to keep some of the um, others off of me, um, especially after you minister. So if you've ever, it's just like, you know, after a long day's work, you get tired, you don't, you, mm-hmm. you don't, you know, you don't have the best feeling, the strength to to do certain things, and so having my partner there helps helps with some of that stuff. So, yeah, that's that's okay. where I stand on. So, Winfrey, have you 
being in the ministry, have you ran across people? Because, I mean, you're also a public speaker, so you're not just around church people all day. So have you ran across women who are, have been interested in women to find out that they don't want to be in church or participate or go to the church? Have you? Has anybody ever, you know, approached you that doesn't want to do that? Um, yeah. I've, I've had women who, who who approach me who don't want to go to church. I've had women approach me who are of different faiths um, as well. Mm-hmm. And, again, and I tell people, in a normal scenario, if, if it was not my vocation, to be honest, my, my stance would be a little different. Um, there would be other things that I would look at, but because it is a part of my vocation, number one. Number two, as a family, I think there is a dynamic that is present when a family worships together. And so, you know, I think that, you know, in that corporate setting. So I think that, for me, um, is a benefit. But, again, if my spouse says this week I don't want to go or next week I don't want to go, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Now, what do you what do you think about um, – I was reading the mirror that made another comment about that, you know, she actually, you know, got – she changed before her husband did, but what do you think about the scripture? And I'm not going to try to quote it or know where it's, <laughs> where it's from, but about uh, being unequally yoked. And a lot of people use that to argue that you and yourself need to, you know, need to believe the same, need to go to the same church. So how do you, or go to church? How do you explain, or do you think that is what that scripture means? as far as, you know, the yokeness, being equally yoked. So do I believe that it means that you have to go to the same church? Then that's not just that not, not the same church, but that you have to believe the same, basically, that you're both, you know, part of the same belief system or religion, what have you. Yes. So you can have the same belief system and be different religions. So I think I think so it, the problem is all right, let me back up and answer your question. So your question is what do I think about Second Corinthians six fourteen, do not be unequally yoked with yoked with unbelievers. Okay. Um I believe that that passage is not is not just talking about uh it's not talking about those who go to the same church. I think it's talking about people who have two different systems, people who have two different morality structures. People who have, you know, who don't, again, who don't believe the same outside of not just in, not include, not ex- exclusive uh, of religion, but inclusive, including everything. So I think two Christians can be unequally yoked. I think two, you know, I think yeah, I think two Christians can be unequally yoked. So I don't think that that's that that's necessarily what what that's talking about. I think what it's saying is find somebody. Who you all have the same beliefs, you have the same morals, you have the same respect for one another, and go from mm-hmm. there. Okay. Now, Q, when you were saying that uh, when you were going to church and your husband wasn't attending, did he did he not go even on holidays? Because we know some of us we may not go regularly, <laughs> but if Easter Christmas with Easter Christmas roll around, we there. Did, did <laughs> right. <laughs> For the right, no, that's, 
that's a good question because he didn't just say like flat out, I'm not going. Like I'm not going to church. He didn't do that. He, we would still go together sometimes. It's just that it was a, you know how we kind of go through phases. He was just in the phase mm-hmm. where that was not a priority for him. And for me, it was. You know, I wanted to, I, because I did not have the background that he had. And I had to realize that it was my lack that wanted him, like I needed his hand-holding for me to go and get that. And I realized that was a part of my own personal growth, realizing that that relationship is between you and God. Him being a witness to me getting that was not necessary. So that's why I said I had to check where the root of my frustration came from. It was for them at first. It was for the people to see us as one big happy family coming to church and getting God, you know. And then I had to realize, no, that's not what you're here for either. And that was as I was breaking through the real reasons why you go to church. You know, I was getting through to the relationship part of it. When I realized, okay, that's not important anymore. How they see us isn't important. What am I getting from this? Then I had to dig deeper into you know, the whole why of my thing. But, yeah, when there, when there were holidays that came and, you know, if there was something special, or shoot, just because. If we hadn't been and we were going and he felt good and he wanted to go, we'd go. And it, was, it wasn't a big deal, you know. But, yes, he would go. It wasn't just a flat out, I'm just not, don't ask me about that bill that I'm not going. It wasn't, it wasn't anything <laughs> like that. So, Kelly, let, Kelly let, me, let, me, let me give you this as well. So the word, mm-hmm. the actual word for that in scripture actually means to not have sexual intercourse with idolaters. Mm. Or to not have intercourse with idolaters. That's what the unequally yoked means? That's what, yeah, that's what the word, the the original meaning of the word means. Okay. For Christians to not have, what, what Paul is saying is that Christians should not have intercourse with idol people who are idolaters. Okay. So again, I'm not suggesting, and I'm not suggesting again. I'm not suggesting that you that you do it or don't do it. I'm saying that I think that like your the person who on the live made the statement is that you have to determine what's good for you, and then you mm-hmm. also have to determine what works for your relationship. You have to determine. When I say what works for you, let me be clear. Um, I mean what fulfills you, because there are people who um, who, what you should not do is you should not put yourself in a position where, like your person on your life, who needs, who says that they wanted to go, and they stopped going because they didn't want, you know, because they didn't want to want to offend that their person. That's not good. But if you and your partner, if your partner doesn't have a problem with you going, and they're okay, and that keeps peace in your relationship, or that also keeps peace with you, then fine. Because I would counter that argument of the unequal yoke argument with the same thing that says, well, the scripture also says that if you choose to make that choice, then go for it, but don't leave them because you make that person holy. Mm-hmm. And they should, by your lifestyle, be won, won over mm-hmm. by your lifestyle. So there's not, that's not what that's saying is, is my point. Okay. All right. Well, and I'm I think sometimes inboxes, I'm gonna get some inboxes on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also think that sometimes as as women, or I, I'll just say myself that if I'm dating someone or I'm interested in someone romantically, 
if you want to take them to church because you want you want to show them off. Like, yeah, let me bring my band to church. Let me bring my band to church. So, you know, you definitely have to make sure that are you going to church? First of all, are you going to church for the right reason? You know, are you just going because it's routine? Or what does it, like you said before, what does it actually mean to you um, to go to church? Um, are you active in the church? But I think sometimes people uh, are, you know, big pushes for their spouses to go because they want to, that's just another place they want to be seen. You want to, you want to take them to church, you want to take them to work. You think that's what they're, you know, what you're supposed to do as a couple. Uh, mm-hmm. but, I mean, definitely, we, if you have any type of religion or spirituality, you will want to share something that's that important to you because it's usually high up on the priority list with, you know, mm-hmm. your spouse or your significant other. So, you know, I, yeah, I could be patient, but I definitely I would prefer that if I when when I'm ready to go that that you know wouldn't be an issue you know for either one of us to you know if they want to go uh, I'd be ready to go at any at any time. Yeah, and I I agree. Again, I'm not I'm not saying I don't want somebody who don't, but I think that I think that, that if that's the case, then you gotta you know again my thing is this is I've seen loving relationships that are perfectly fine. I mean, perfectly fine, doing well in every area on all facets until it gets to the to this topic, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. And there should never really be um, that shouldn't happen. Like the goal of your faith should never, especially if you are both, you know, people of faith, should not divide you. Now, that's one thing again if you decide you want to walk away completely from faith, another person doesn't, that's, that's totally different, but if we're arguing over who, you know, I don't want to go to church, I'm still a person of faith, I don't want, I just don't want to go right now, like we shouldn't be, that shouldn't be something that says, you know what, I'm not going to be in a relationship with this person anymore, I'm going to divorce this person anymore because they chose not to go to church, well, again, that could be a season thing, you don't know, you know, what's, what's being worked on their heart, um, you, you need to kind of sometimes slow down and just let, you know, let let the season happen that needs to happen. Yep. And be willing yeah. be willing to be patient with, with somebody long enough to say, I see where you are, but more than this and to me this goes back to um a level the level of, of friendship that you have and the level of communication that you have. Because if I know you're if you're my friend and we can talk about anything, I should be able to at least know or be able to see what's happening in your heart or in your life that maybe challenge or maybe and you should be able to say, I am being challenged right now by some things. And these are the things that are challenging me. And I should love you enough to be able to say, even if it hurts me or I don't like it, to be able to be patient enough to say, you know what? I'm gonna let you work that out. And I'm gonna just be mm-hmm. here and I'm gonna pray for you and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cool about it. But don't allow something like this to completely throw away a relationship that is working. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's not working, again, make some adjustments. But if it's working, this is something that can change. Yeah, and it is just like what the testimony from uh, Kel's live viewer, it, it can change. And Depending upon you think it can change over time. Is that did I catch that right? I was responding to someone. Yeah, Sorry. I just thought of that. 
um, and you are not playing with anybody's feelings and you protect yourself, do you? Mm-hmm. Like, sex is a natural, it's a need. It is not a want. It is not something nice to do in your spare time. Sex is a natural need of people. So if you don't always need love, though. At every point of your life, you don't always need love. So there's a certain level of self-restriction that you have to put on yourself to say, I'm not going to satisfy this need of myself until I have a consistent someone, which is fine if that's what you choose to do, but I'm not ever going to knock someone who chooses otherwise, like, especially when I'm team self-care. Take care of you both. Just protect yourself. <laughs> I'm good. You know, be communicative with your partner and, you know, do you. I do not think that makes you a hoe. No. <laughs> so we have a no to the hoe. We have one no to the hoe. Uh, <laughs> before, before I go to win, I'm going to read a couple of comments. So, um, you know, someone says if she or she has sex with all the people, yes. Um so, again, talking about a numbers game, um, another person says it's called friends, like just that simple. You could be friends and have that type of relationship. Uh, another person said, yes, isn't that the same as friends with benefits? Um, let's see. Uh, Earl said, no, it's whole bones. And he, he said, because hoes get paid for hoes. And this person would be whole for free. So he said, it's hoboing. Um, I have a couple, few people saying, nope, it's honesty, um, that it's only really hoboing if you get paid. Um, more no's. Uh, then we also we had some naysayers that saying that they will be hoes, and uh, there was a few outspoken people, but this one uh, comment says, LOL, amazing, so I can um, have relations with 30 different females and I'm not a hoe if I'm single. So, again, that kind of speaks to the whole thinking. If you say that you don't want a relationship, that that means you want to be free to be intimate with a whole bunch of people. So and I'm going to end the comment part right there and see what past the burn. <laughs> What's your take? <laughs> I don't nec- I won't necessarily say it's, it's it's that if you if you choose to have sex without a relationship. But I will say is if I would want to know why you don't want to have a relationship, and if the other, my other concern is what the other person is, is not so much. Is, yeah, is what's going on with you, and where are you at, and what's going on with the other person? Because again, there is there are very small, very small instances where two people are having sex on a on a consistent basis, and there is no emotion involved. And so I would be more concerned that this really is not about self-care because you are not really taking care of yourself emotionally, but you're kind of just, I'm going to use this word, nutting wherever you need to in order to feel better temporarily. So how are you really taking care of yourself? How are you really feeling 
to where you need to do this. Um, but in general, but no, I would not say that a person is that because they want sex out of a relationship. Okay. Uh, my other comment. Uh, I have a follow-up to that. <laughs> when you said I don't know the reason why people would, you know, you don't really see it long-term for two people who say there's no feelings and they're just sexing. What do you consider long-term in that? I mean, it don't. I mean, it could be more. It could be. <clears throat> I, I don't. I don't have a specific set time, but uh-huh. I think that if you're consistently having sex with somebody, then this is what's going to happen. It's going to feelings are going to happen. Emotional ties are going to happen, and I'm concerned. I would be more concerned. I'm concerned about that. Are you really? Do you really not have any? feelings and you just need this or is you know or is it you know and and yeah hold on we got a caller let me take the caller okay um caller 2126 you are on the air what's your question or comment hey i want to say hello brother winfrey i ain't seen you since we was bowling man (laughs) (laughs) you be okay this wheel in chicago man This wheel, okay, can you hear me okay? I'm trying this new Bluetooth. This wheel in Chicago. Oh, what's going on, my brother? Hey, man, I I, I ain't never used this Bluetooth before. I just want to, I hope I don't sound muffled up where y'all can't hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, hey, I, I won't be long. I just think that according to our society, that they mm-hmm. put you in the whole category. If you are a woman or a man, sexually involved with more than one person simultaneously. You know what I mean? You with Paula yeah. on Monday and you with Tasha on Thursday or you're a woman and you with Daryl on Monday and Keith on Wednesday and y'all got a little schedule going on. Society might look at you as just kind of whole-minded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. You know, and, uh, yeah, and I, I won't hold up uh, all your time, but other, other than that, for men, we have a tendency to reduce a woman's value if we know that you're involved with multiple guys. And if you're a type of guy where you think you're a man of means, you can take care of a wife and a family, you don't want to put her on that certain pedestal if you know she didn't smash about nine and a half guys and it ain't even July 4th yet. You know, that's just how guys are. Nine and a half. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were that happy. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, I need to address Will. I need to address Will. Now, Will, I want you to be careful because I think you're probably driving here on the Bluetooth. I'm glad you're not driving and type. And recording. So I address yeah, I got to address yeah, you. I got to address you, sir. Um. Again, why do you assume that if Susie Q wants to be intimate with Daryl, that she wants to be intimate with Bill, too? She mm-hmm. may just be in a place to where she's, you know, in need, and Daryl is her friend, and that's, you know, she's like, I don't want us to t- change what we have, but can you hook us up, you know, clean the pipes out a little bit? That does not mean she's going to ask somebody else to do it. 
Oh, I hear you. I, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I didn't want. I didn't want to talk over you. If you can hear me, okay. I'm sitting still. I don't want to take up all the time. Uh, I agree with you. I see. I see both sides of it, but where guys still they are slighted or getting cheated in the situation. Well, why does Bill have to do all the dating and relationship type stuff? But you and Keith, y'all slapping stomachs, and he ain't got to go out and buy you some gas and pay the light bill and the phone bill, bring you cars and flowers. You just sexually attracted to him. He goes, well, what's my name? What's my name? Do what I tell you. To. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of guys feel like, why you can't just be up front with me and tell me you just in pursuit of a little, you know, sexual healing here and there. Why I got to be doing all this $100 meals and, and you know, <laughs> helping you get yeah. your man held done. You, you know what I'm saying? This is what guys be doing. All in their about the thing. Yeah, that's man. Tell, tell, tell her if she don't love you for t- with, with your two for 20 meals, she's not going to love you at all. You're going to love the two right. for 20. <laughs> you going to get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get this guy real quick. I don't get this guy through me for the one time. Right. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, so, let me ask, uh, so, Will, let me ask you this question. Do you think, so are you saying sure. that it's yes, a sir. double standard for, in this instance, it's a double standard for women as opposed to usually we say it's a double, in this area, it's a double standard for men? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because as men, we can't, I can't tell a couple of women, hey, you know, I just want to be intimate with you. I don't want to be you know, responsible for helping you out or bailing you out or talking to you or giving you a certain amount of attention. I just kind of want to hang out and have sex once a while. We can't really do that as men. You know, we look at it as, uh, you know, hoish, a joke, irresponsible, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said, okay. All right. But, you know, well, I hey, you know, I'm going to hold Yeah, I'm listening. I'm no, then I do get what you're saying because I know a lot of uh, – I've heard that too, and I have a lot of nephews and I have a, a lot of male friends and, and, you know, a few very close male friends, and that is what the consensus is. They think that if you have someone that yeah. – if a woman has someone that they are trusting to be intimate with, then when they, when they do want to move into a relationship and it's not that person, then they're going to feel – you know, they're going to feel like they're getting shafted because they're spending all the money and all the time, but yes, otherwise getting all the intimacy. So, yes, I, 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 get, I get it. But, you know, hey, but, I hey, think I, this person uh, is doing grown stuff. Is, that's that's mm-hmm. part of the thing. If you are a man, a young man, and you are not trying to be her man, that's where you have to put your big boy draws on and just be willing to hear that note. Tell her, I'm not trying to be your man. I'm trying to do this with you, and you're trying to do this with me, and that's it. If you need dinners, movies, shopping, shoes, hair, all that, you should go find you a man. And if she says nothing cool on that, you don't get the cookie without all the others, then be willing to move on. Like we have got – I am raising. I will raise my son to be okay with hearing no. It'll get wet again yeah. another day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> not worth the headache of pushing for that. You know, 
It's not oh, worth it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you. straight up, you know, be willing to hear that no and keep it pushing as a savior. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I agree. I just want to say, you know, the probably the biggest difference, I get off the phone, let somebody else get in here. The biggest difference in that, most men, we have to lie for some draws. The women, y'all, all y'all have to do is just take a bath and come outside. A lot of guys out here lie for some underwear from the women, you know? Okay. So it's hard for us to get away with that. Yeah. But I, I agree, mean, put your big boy, put your big boy boots in that thing. Okay. So while we're while we're on that question, just and and while we're talking about that, that was another you know hot post uh, in the group about dating and, and and having to spend money and not really thinking that they're benefit from that or being expected to do that. So there was another post that asked that I asked that says, "What is the minimum amount of money needed to spend be spent on a date?" To guarantee some intimacy, and that was wow. interesting too. Of course, we had the, you know, the whole your body is the temple. My privacy are precious <laughs> and
if we went to the two for 20 and I had a really good time and I'm feeling you, like, then what's to say it couldn't happen? But just because mm-hmm. you spend a couple hundred dollars on me and we have a, a, a good meal, does that mean that I'm going to give you some? Like, thank you. Right. I'm going to be really, really polite and appreciative and, you know, a really good day. But that does not mean you get it when we get through with this. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. But I never set a man up for that. Like, if I know that we're not to the two, $300 stage, I will tell you, no, I don't need that tonight. As much as I love to eat because your girl love to eat, we are not there yet. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable with you spending that amount of money because I'm not ready for that. I feel uncomfortable with you doing that for me at this point. I'm woman enough to know that. I know I'm worth it. Twenty-four-seven, three sixty-five. When we're ready, you can spend all you want, honey. But today, <laughs> because I know what expectations are like, that's I'm cool on that. But when people have a chemistry, when they have a chemistry and it's vibing and grown folks are enjoying each other, there's no dollar sign for that. Like, do you? Look, that's can I, can I, all right. Well, thanks for calling in, brother. We appreciate you. All right. Oh, hey, hey, you know I, I'm gonna get off here. You know I love y'all. I always enjoy the show. I just thought I'd try to sing out. Maybe I'll call back another time. Yes, do. Okay. Y'all have a good night. Let me let me let me let me put let me say this. I think you you're exactly right. I think what, what most guys first of all forget is you you get a lot further with good conversation than you mm-hmm. can with anything else. Because it's yep. really about it's it's really about not being funny. It's really about paying attention. It's about getting to know the person, and the rest of it will fall into place. Like really get to know. If you really listen to most women, what most women will tell you is what really did it won them over to a specific man was the fact that he paid attention, he cared he cared about me, and mm-hmm. he was attentive and he was consistent. Like, and none of that got, not, that's not really about money. Nope. I mean, okay, I so. understand that. And Wynn had to hit me with the body is a simple comment. I didn't hit you with I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say the body was a temple. I did not I say the body was a temple. I'm saying, I said on the, I said on the post two for 20. Hold on, we got another caller real quick. I said okay. body is a temple. I said, I said two for 20 on the post. I just want to throw that out there. Um, call it three one zero three. What's your question or comment? Okay, they hung up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> he said, "What they got to do with the yeah. hammer work?" <laughs> What's that do with what? Work? Said, what does all of that have to do with the hammer work? Listen, uh, hold on. Let's call back here. Hold on. Hold on. Three one zero three. What's your question? What's your comment or question? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say, if if you're in a situation like that where someone you know you're with is not willing to go to church or doesn't believe in the Lord, I think the obvious thing is you have two parts. First, foremost, you have to question whether or not you're actually living it. Maybe they're looking at you saying you call yourself a Christian, but you're not really walking it out. Thus, I'm not going to take it seriously. And uh, I think the second part is. If you are really walking it out then and you really have a real relationship with the Lord, then you just got to pray sincerely like, and, and with passion. Because if you really mm-hmm. believe what you believe, if that person doesn't put their faith in the Lord, doesn't start living for the Lord, you, there's only one consequence waiting for that person when they die. 
And so mm-hmm. your prayers have to reflect the situation, and you got to pray with, with a real vigor and passion, like you really care about what's going to happen to this person. And if you mm-hmm. do that, you'll see the change. Okay. So what, 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 what's the name of your church? Because you, 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 you sound like somebody's pastor. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not actually. I was, I was an atheist most of my life, and I just became a okay. Christian pretty recently. And so okay. there, I just I see this a lot, and I think people don't underestimate. Like, I know why I, I became a Christian. It wasn't by, by doing it because my mother was praying for me hard. And I, I know that okay. God responded to her prayers for my sake. And I just know that if you genuinely love somebody and your prayers are motivated by genuine love and you pray from a broken heart because of genuine concern for that person, God sees that, and that's when God will move on your behalf and do something because he sees the love you have for that person. So that's what it comes down to. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you for calling in. That's yes, sir. What's appreciate up. it. That's what's up. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for calling. That's somebody pastor. <laughs> okay. So that's somebody pastor. That's somebody pastor. I don't care which other. He might not know it. <laughs> he might have to give uh, the calling. But. <laughs> What <laughs> minimum amount? Now, honestly, the first figure that popped into my head was, you know, at the at bare minimum, if you expecting to get some type of play at bare minimum, I would say almost a guarantee would be, you know, fifty dollars, at least fifty dollars. Now, I'm not saying everybody, you know, I'm not saying that's all we work. Like I said, this is for sport. This is for fun. But, you know, I think it's just the minimum should be $50. And the person I was debating, the joke was that um, I I was put all my business out there. But if we've been hanging out a lot and <laughs> things start racking up, then, you know, he's like, most men are going to think, you know, when am I going to get get some sugar for this, this money I'm laying down? So that's where the whole conversation even stemmed from. So, it was, you know, it's kind of in a joking way. Um, so don't think that we're saying anybody's privacy is less precious and you have a price <laughs> on it. But just think about a casual, you know, a casual date. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. I thought you were saying you were asking. Sorry. I'm sorry, Kel. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony just said it because it was. She says I'm not dropping my drawers for no chicken fried chicken, y'all. I am done. <laughs> I am done for no chicken fried chicken. She said she ain't dropping no chicken fried chicken. It ain't happening. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. What? Uh, Keisha even said the two. It's just some folks dropping it for. Uh, for for um for little Debbie snacks. I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna hear it. It's um it's um dropping up for a a couple of likes in the inbox on Facebook. Like let's see you know, if we wanna get more involved. Your amount. Fifty dollars. Is that just for you? I said I had a follow up question to your amount. Is the fifty dollars for you like your amount or the total day? No for you like if I was gonna, if I to me, I feel like if I was expecting something from 
my date, if I took the man mm-hmm. out, I think if I spend $50 on him, then there should be some sugar at the end of the night. So <laughs> I would think. <laughs> I can see that, that 50 on me on you specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As a minimum. Yeah. We can at least yeah, discuss you know. it. <laughs> we can at least discuss it. <laughs> You you know, I I think it's just a fun way to get people talking about expectations to me. So that's why I really was trying to keep it light. And I didn't want people to get too deep into it because we all know we need to value ourselves. And I (laughs) just had just some conversations because I'm so, um, my humor is, you know, light that I think some people probably think. Kel is a cheap hoe out here because she has a whole bunch of money. She, you know, she don't think you know you have to do relationships and you know be intimate. But not saying that that's my personal belief, but I I do think that we judge harshly on people, even from a Christian standpoint. Yeah, you know, people bring up the Christian argument. Jesus love. If we are preaching about love, why does everybody think? If somebody says something, even if somebody don't know, if somebody that's homeless or something, what if a, a homeless chick, like pretty woman, comes into contact with some, you know, an upstanding guy who spends fifty dollars on her, that may be the world to her. Yeah. You know, so you can't you can't knock somebody because they think that Olive Garden is, mm-hmm. you know, the rich Carlton. So you don't know where people's level, you know, you don't know where their level is, you don't know where they are. In life, so we have to we have to be better about that when we're talking about relationships and that. If I take you to the Olive Garden and you get more than soup and salad, we go together. <laughs> if you get more than soup and salad, more than soup and salad, bro. If you get we more than soup and salad. <laughs> Wait. Have you? Mm-hmm. When the last time have you been to the Olive Garden? I don't, but I'm gonna need more than the free stuff. They give you soup and salad. No, they don't. Not anymore. You got no, to pay for people's salad now. You pay for people's salad in Olive Garden now. That is mm-hmm. not free anymore. Them, them, them five I'm not going there with the wind. No, no. no. It's you can, you get salad. If I was on price, free. it's higher than soup and salad. <laughs> if I'm on price, it's higher than salad. <laughs> we go, if you get a glass of wine, we go together. Mm-mm. You can have a brilliant personality, and I'm gonna need more than soup and salad. That's where I draw the line. Soup and damn salad. <laughs> and shrubbery. Yeah, your girl has got a little more going for it. Soup and salad. Y'all should see the live conversation between. Hold on, the live conversation between uh, <laughs> my sorors, Tay and Keisha, is over here oh. going in. They talk about you. <laughs> They saying that, you know, sometimes you find men with the hammers, that's all they can give you, so they may not even treat you, but you got to be with them because they got that hammer. Um, <laughs> they said that everybody done, gave up, you, everybody done gave up some free booty at some point Thank in you. life. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. That's what I said. I and then Keisha says, what if, he uses, yeah, what if he uses a coupon? Does that damn the opportunity for booty? LOL, exactly. them Sunday paper coupons come in handy. Yeah, Tay said uh, to the bishop, she says, uh, Bishop, you're going to be waiting a long time if you uh, would just super sell it. Thank you. Tell him again. Yes. 
I'm just I'm just being I'm just joking. I told you I'm too right. important. Because we, 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 we ain't going to give you the spiritual Value yourself Make him pay And show you attention I'm not here to tell nobody what to do with themselves All I know is I think that you should <laughs> You got to determine what you can handle And what you did mm-hmm. I understand why <clears throat> Why from a spiritual level we're told But we're instructed to wait Wait, wait till marriage I get that. Mm. I also get that we live in a culture where for 95% of the people, that's not going to happen. That's not happening. So I can't, you know, I can tell, all I can do is tell you. Yeah. And I think that it's, yeah. Let me finish my statement. Let me finish my statement. All I could do is tell you because I would be a hypocrite if I was sitting up here pretending like, uh, like that was something. Like I'm walking around here waiting, you know, uh, waiting till my next. I, I waited till my next wife to have sex. I would be lying, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie about that. So. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh Tate said that you feeding like two fish and five loaves of bread on that soup and salad, and uh, Tisha says she feeds some meat. F that salad and soup. They are cutting up. Apparently, he's a mom. Oh, yeah. You look like the mom with that. That was good. That was good. That was good. This has been. You guys know we always have fun with hot chocolate. This, these two topics together have been very fun and entertaining, and I hope that <laughs> I hope it helps. You know that people can see that whatever is for you, if you are an adult and, and in a right frame of mind and secure in yourself, then what's for you, what's right for you, is, is right for you, and you shouldn't. Um, Shouldn't feel ashamed about what you're trying to do as long as it's not harming anyone in the state. So, with that, I'm going to close out the hot topic. We may have to do one of them lives tonight. We may have to do one of them lives to go on after the show. I might have to meet us after after dark after dark show or something to see if we can keep this conversation going. But the. The next, the next song, and I like the song, Love Unconditional, by Damn. The Truth Feature. Uh, Let's go. Uh-huh. What we got right now for you is a Tojo.
I remember feeling empty thinking what it was I needed to treat it the meaning to give me purpose Without that unconditional love, I just felt worthless On the surface looking good, but deeply I'm in a battle Made a choice to follow the streets and slaughter my peaches just like the cattle Now I'm stressing, here's the lesson, it's a hard pill to swallow When you realize that ain't no love up in a bottle Ain't trying to sound like I'm preaching, but to the ones I'm reaching Love was meant for us all, if not then why we seek it Feeling defeated and broken when it's gone Glut your pain in your heart and you feel it so alone I've been there, that's why I'm speaking from experience Somebody loves you even deeper than you think it is I'm serious, the message if you're curious Praying that you're hearing this The type of love I'm talking about is no, not in the cellulite No, I'm not perfect, no I made my mistakes to know But all I want is love and I made mistakes. Thank my mama who prayed, God keep my baby safe. That's unconditional love, cause no, I didn't deserve it. I was breaking her heart and doing dirt on purpose. Until the night she cried, it changed how I felt inside. On 21st of Minnesota, from a G to a soldier, homies looking at me different. Saying I didn't change, but this ain't how I remember it. The rule of the game is stay alive and be there for your fam. You gotta go while I for yours, I hope you understand. You ain't gonna get it on your own, you need to make a plan. But it just won't work at all, leaving out that man. You know what I'm saying. Cause when I speak on, I know somebody weak on. If they can't help you be strong, you gotta tell them be gone. Get gone, get gone. They mean to say it twice. Wanna say up in my life, you gotta love me like Christ. That's unconditional. That's unconditional. Hope you really understand what that means. No, I'm not perfect, no. no. Made my mistakes, no. But all I want is love and condition, no. Love and condition, I don't deserve it, no. no. But it would be worth it all. No. All I want is love and condition, no. Love and condition, no. I told y'all that feel good music. Yeah, yeah. I love that song so much. Like, that was the perfect way to end that Hot Topic segment. I just love it so yeah, much. Yeah. Thank you for that. You all it tonight. I'm going to hit it. Panda's on. All right. So, unfortunately, our lovely Cicely will not be able to join us on this evening, but it seems perfect that we have this kind of block of time for this evening because there has been a lot um, going on with just the culture right now. Like, we got a lot going on. So we are going to spend this part of the show discussing something that is taking over the Internet right now and something that totally took over the scoop this afternoon um, that we felt like it was necessary that we talk about tonight. Um, <clears throat> first thing is, not sure if you all have seen it yet, but um, let me pull up 
the link. My goodness, my YouTube has fast forwarded quite a few videos since I clicked play on this. <laughs> um, but we are going to talk about the new song that is out right now by Donald Glover, Mr. Childish Gambino, which is This Is America. And this particular song, the video, I honestly have not even paid very much attention to the song itself. Like, I couldn't sing a hook or anything. I've watched the video about 12 times, though. And the video is what is causing the conversation. If you haven't seen the video, I've dropped the YouTube link in the live. Um, But it's dope. And I like it for all kinds of different reasons. If you follow Awesomely Awesomely Lovey, she did a super dope breakdown of her take on the video and it's much better it's much deeper than him dancing through the video and folks getting shot which on the surface a lot of people saw and it was hard to look into it was one of those you had to get deep it was like understood you just got to get deep with this um so the video is amazing and i have all kinds of thoughts on it but i think awesomely lovely awesomely lovely summed up my thought process on this video more than anything i'm still figuring out stuff the more i watch it um when what do you think about this one yeah i thought first of all musically i thought it was i thought it was good um i haven't i've known about first of all i've known about childish gambino since my cousin Diamond term hit me to him in I want to say like 2012. Um, mm-hmm. Always thought always thought good music, but this one I think is dope. Um, I think it's very you know we were I forgot who I think I can't remember who I was just talking to maybe last week, but we were talking about <clears throat> how one of the things that we don't see as much of now it is music that speaks more to the actual, the everyday issues and culture um, in that, you know, growing up, or not growing up, but in, in times past during civil rights, you had your James Brown, Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. You know, you had those types of anthems that were present, whereas, you know, lately, up until probably maybe the last year or so, you didn't have a lot of those uplifting type songs that talked about, and songs that were talking about what's going on. Now, this song, it's very right in the middle of where we are as a culture. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's exactly what what he's trying what he's telling the story of, um, good and bad. You know, um, from you know, good good and bad in terms of that you know, that we're where we're growing as a people but we're still facing police brutality. Where you know, where we're doing good with um <clears throat> you know, Black Lives Matter but we are still you know, economically challenged and, stu- and hooked on social media. You know, so it was a lot of um, subtopics in this that were just really, really dope. That's super dope. So, yeah. The imagery was Kill just me. like, oh, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably, I mean, even, you know, for those who haven't seen, even like when they, when he's got the, you know, the, the choir slash graduation but then they get, you know, they get shot. Like you, you do what you can to make your money and come up, but you still getting shot by the police, and you still, you know, can be if you don't, if you're not always paying attention, you can still get killed, you know. And so I think that's the reality that we are in. That you know that we need to be safe. So I thought, I thought, yeah. I thought child again, you know, did an awesome job with that video. Yeah, I still haven't watched the whole video, but just from reading the articles and what um, 
you know, other people are upset about it. Uh, I'm all, I'm always for using media and a national platform to get a message across. So I know I'm going to be intrigued. I'm excited about watching it. Like, I can't wait to uh, watch it and really dissect it for myself. So I kind of stopped reading comics because I want to be able to make my own um, mm-hmm. about it. But, yeah, anytime someone is taking a risk, because you're still taking a risk, because everybody's not going to like what you're, what kind of message you're sending out. Even if it is positive, <laughs> you're still going to have those haters out there. So uh, <clears throat> I'm all for it. I always, I always applaud anyone who can use their uh, status and their platform to get a real message that we really need to hear. That is, you know, maybe uncomfortable or unpopular. That is like uh-huh. super brave. Okay. Yeah. You. I think this is this video is starting a lot of conversations, and I'm honestly super geeked to see what the rest of our artists do as far as using their platform to express our voices like this. Like, you know, it only usually takes one to spark it. You know, and Beyonce mm-hmm. did her thing with formation, and that was unapologetically black. You know, we've had, we've had, it's been sprinkled throughout. I think this is something, this is good. I'm here for this. So <clears throat> I'm interested where this is going. I want more of us yeah. to do this. For real. <clears throat> right, I, think so, we, I think we, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I think we've seen a. I think because we're, we're seeing more of it. Um, again, you mentioned the form. You mentioned formation. You know, we could talk about four, four, four. We could talk about some of what Kendrick's doing. Obviously, J. Cole is doing it. You know, I mean, there are <clears throat> quite a few. Um, and that's probably, by the way, the extent of my hip hop knowledge. I want to say that. So it's probably more people out there. <laughs> I just know. Uh, but, but. I think I think that we're starting to see it. What I'm interested in seeing is, like, to your point, is if we'll keep it going, you know, we're starting to see, like, the TIs become more socially conscious. You know, we're starting to see, even last week, even though, you know, every, the, the delegation was ready to get rid of Kanye, at least those were discussions that were all being had that were talking about current cultural issues that we face. And I think, I'm hoping that we continue progressing in that in that area. Not just, and let me say this, not just for us, because I think one of the things that we forget is that hip-hop is also consumed largely by young uh, white and Latino um, people as well, too. So I think, yeah. and I'm wondering how well it's drawing them into this conversation um, to to maybe challenge some of what they're, what they're seeing and what they're thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that an artist like we saw a little bit of it, and I know it's a controversy even around when Eminem did the cipher and mm-hmm. uh, all that some stuff. Do you think it ever be a time where the you know white hip hop artists or you know even white pop artists would think that they can bring a message to and bring a message for all? Because, I mean, we have to be careful because I say that, but, you know, you, you think about uh, you want the message to be right, but some people can bring a message that, you know, may be their agenda and it may not agree with what we're talking about, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I just want to 
that that could be I like think a problem. So. Sorry, Kev, I didn't know. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Um, uh, from, to answer that, I think yes, but not right now. I don't think now, not to, to speak to everybody, I don't think that the hip-hop culture, no, no, black people, because even when just expressed that the hip-hop culture is bigger than just black people, but if we're going to speak to us primarily holding the stake in that culture, for where we are as a nation and then add our music to that, <clears throat> I don't think anyone outside of the Eminem status, and we even gave him hell, would be able to come in now and put themselves in the middle of this energy that we have where it's team us, we're taking back our, our culture, we're taking it back our, our everything, our clothes, our blackness, our music, our words, all of this coming back. We don't need nobody outside. We got to fix us from the inside. Where that sound, you know, that's, that's where we're at. Regardless, we can pick apart whether that's good, bad, or otherwise, but that's where we are. So if we're going to have someone from the outside come in and speak to our experience, they got to let this play out for a minute. Or it's going to put them on the outside and, you know, it's going to push that away. I think the space for it, I just don't think now is the time for it. I think you got to be real, real strategic in how you put yourself in that space. Your best bet, as if you are a white artist right now trying to get in where you fit in, <clears throat> align yourself with other artists that are doing something and just ask, how can I help you, bro? <laughs> like, wait for it. Yeah. Do not use this platform as you are. I'm going to hop in there and make them know that I'm down for them. Don't do that. Call a TI. Call somebody who's putting themselves out there. Say, hey, bro, what can I do? How you want to, you know, usher this in because, it's not one of them, I'm just going to hop in there and do that, and they're going to love me because I'm team them. No. You got to be stuck, I think. Right now. I could see us yeah. if there was somebody who who consistently was down, did it, tried to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But even even then, you know, you have to have a strong history because right now we're a very – Raw group of people. We're a very, mm-hmm. we're a very, we're a very angry group of people. Um, still, and well, and yeah, uh, anger, tired, all that other stuff that we are. And so I think I would, it would, we, I could, I could foresee a large segment of the delegation screaming cultural appropriation, you know, for for doing something like that. But if you have a history, I think of doing it. Then I think that being a um, a silent ally, I'm going to use a term, a, a Denise Greer, Kingdom Greer um, term, a silent, a silent ally, if you if you were somebody like that, which is pretty much what you just said, and I think you're, you, you, you could be okay, but sometimes it's like we, we you know, we kind of, we got, we got some stuff to do. <clears throat> yeah. If anything, and I, and I, I, I create a song for them. Don't create a song for us. Don't create one of them, hey, I love y'all, I'm with y'all, let me fight for y'all songs. It's a wake up, white people, this is what they see, this is what they experience song. That would be good for them. Don't do that for us. We don't need anything else telling us pretty words. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do that for yeah, them. But, that, I think that would be a different perspective. Go ahead, Kels. I'm sorry, sis. Go ahead. But, yeah, I, that's what I was meaning. That's why I said to make sure that the that – they can 
relay a message to their, you know, their followers and their um, fans, their biggest fans, to kind of make them see what we're saying in their language. And so that's mm-hmm. why I said, but make sure that it's in line with our agenda. Like, I'm saying that, but I don't want, um, you know, somebody to, to come out with a KKK song. So that's right. why I said, yeah. make sure it's aligned <laughs> with, with what we're trying to say. But but write a, you know, write a, a Aerosmith or, a, uh, you know, Nine Inch Nails song to get to that to get to that that crowd to that demographic to let them know that this isn't you know this this is important. So that's, yeah. I just want to clear that up. That's kind of what I was meaning. Like somebody that can talk their language that can cross over the message, not necessarily take our <clears> message, <throat> but you know we don't want no war when you try to tell people to you know join the KKK or whatever. But no. To kind of I know we got I know we got to move on, but I think what we've got to we've got to. Pro- Continue to move forward. My, my my biggest concern is right now is that we're we're spending a whole lot of time arguing amongst ourselves and we're not moving mm-hmm. forward, or we're not moving as forward as as we as we should because we're sitting we're still sending a lot of bullets killing each other, socially, mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, spiritually. All of the above, so I would love to see us do a better job with that. So, yeah. So, all right, we got to go. We got seven minutes. We got final words. Six minutes and thirty seconds. Final words. Uh, Kels, <laughs> go ahead and kick us off. Definitely had a good time tonight. We had a great show. If you missed it, replay it. Share the video. Please share our live. I don't know <clears> if we have any events coming up. But you know, happy Mother's Day to the mothers. We won't see you guys before next week. The show is every Tuesday. To my live people, y'all were awesome tonight. I, oh, my God. Y'all kept me in stitches. Thank you for your participation. Please have a very productive and stress-free week. See you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> um. I also I also want to thank my live. You guys are always so on time with your comments, with your commentary. You all are hilarious. Um, Will, thank you for calling in with your silly self. It was good <laughs> to have you in a real live conversation today. Um, so thank you for that. This week, I don't think we have any events other than Mother's Day coming up. I know I don't. Your girl is chilling this weekend. I'm getting all of this mama love that is due to me. <laughs> so if you um, are a mom, go ahead and enjoy all of that. Thank you, Ebony. Um, if you are a mama, enjoy that. If your mama is still here, give her all of the love. If she is not, find you a mama to love on. Um, but our prayers are with you because I know that we here at the scoop have some mothers who some some of our family that is missing their mothers this year, and we are loving on you um, wherever you are. So know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not drop my website during my segment today. If you are looking for all natural hair and skincare products, also really really sexy shirts and coffee mugs. I'll let you girl. www.elegancebydesign.com. That's designed with a Z. That's all. All right, so let me first say, um, echo the sentiment. Um, I want to say happy Mother's Day uh, to the absolute best mother ever in the world, Miss Eugenia. 
um, Buckman, my mama. Um, so happy Mother's Day to you. Um, you have always been the most magnificent and gracious woman I have ever met in my life. And so happy Mother's Day to you. Um, to um, all the mothers, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for everything that you do for us, um, for all of the sacrifices that you make. We appreciate it, and I think I can speak for all of us, and I say that none of us would be here if it were not for you. Um, Kel, Q, mm-hmm. uh, thank you. Q, happy Mama's Day to you as well. Thank to you. everybody on our lives. Um, thank you for tuning in, all of our listeners. Thank you, Will Bradley, for president in 2020. Thank you for calling in. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Um, the word on Wednesday will be on tomorrow, um, so continue. I'll be there at seven o'clock for Pastor Burns. Um, if you haven't gotten your copy of your digital copy of Nubo Exposure Magazine, which is a part of um, Global Drive Network, do that at nuboexposure.org. Um, if you have not liked our Facebook um, or Instagram pages, do that as well. Also, Thursday we start our we have our first book chat. We have over the first fifty pages of The Alchemist. So the Scoop Book Club, you can go to that page, Facebook page, and join at 7 o'clock on Thursday. Again, we'll be covering the first 50 pages of The Alchemist. Uh, If you have not read it, this is my first time reading it, um, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Upcoming events, what else we got? Um, Upcoming. Next month. Oh, yeah, next month. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Happy Mother's Day to Jacqueline Johnson, my mom. Happy Mother's Day. Happy birthday. Happy Mother's Day. Definitely. Um, I said birthday. Happy Mother's Day. I'm sorry. Happy Mother's Day to Miss Tyler, too, if you listen to this, too. Happy Mother's Day. Um, yes. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Get them all in there. Next month, oh, that's what I'm gonna say. Next, uh, next month we are ha- we are having our um, refresh our refresh um, video conference. We did it last year, um, so we are doing it again this year. So you guys should start seeing information about that really soon. Uh, it's five days of just information to help you finish your year out strong. So we got different speakers every night. Keep your ear off of that. Also, um, tomorrow at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time, I'm doing a Facebook Live where I'm going to be talking about how you can start teaching your children how to um, how to deal with money. So we're going to start that tomorrow at 12 o'clock Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Join me on Facebook Live. The video will stay up, so if you're at work and you can't catch it then, just come back to my page, my Facebook page, and you can check it out, share it, ask questions. Um, have a good rest of your day. And we will see you all next Tuesday. Holla. try to keep it low when you cut me to the floor, cause I don't wanna cry no tears. Would you believe And would you Thank y'all for tuning in.
Bradley, 2020. Carla, how you doing? David Brock, how you doing, sir? Thank you. 